Welcome to E20's fanfiction. It's a tale we tell of secrets and scandals. You've been voting in our polls for what you'd like to see. And we have been writing. There's a lot of drama. There's things we've been hiding. But no Dark Martin. It's E20's Collaborative Fan Fiction Week. Yay! Yay! Oh my god! It's our last two episodes. So this episode is chapter nine and then we're uploading chapter ten straight after. So go and check that out. And that's the last one. I'm Emma. And I'm Connor. We're going to tell you what you voted for. So we asked you, who should Ruby threaten? Just a nice light one there. Nice, nice light topic there, yeah. <laughs> and Jay won. <gasps> she better stay away from my man. <laughs> I love this next one. It makes me laugh. <laughs> so I'm in trouble. As you know, in Chapter 8, we left off with me stuck in the warehouse with Haley yeah. and Martin. But how do I escape? You decided. Haley screams and the door opens. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no, you're going to open. <laughs> and lastly, we asked which random event gets cancelled. And it's Connor's lip sync battle. Oh, it would have oh, been so oh. good. But I had a whole routine planned and everything. He's got more pressing issues. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I still don't work behind that bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much hard work. No, that's too much work. I'm a delicate flower, Emma. <laughs> so let's kick off with Chapter 9, An Escape, A Flight, and How to Blackmail a Beal. So I will be starting this chapter and then Connor will be taking over halfway through. So let's kick it off. Previously on Secret Slaters. You may remember that I am locked in the warehouse with Haley and Martin, Connor phones Stacey, saying, Stace, I need you. Stace, Stace, I need you. <laughs> I accidentally sent her a voicemail thinking it was to Connor, classic extenders. <laughs> I mean, it's classic, um, because obviously, if you didn't follow, my, my name's not under um, C for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so now Stace has turned up at the pub and confronting Connor with this message that she's got. And here we are in chapter nine. Emma's panicked words echoed around the Vic and then fell silent as the recorded message ceased playing. You've got to tell me what's going on. Stacey demanded. <laughs> Sounds like an Edward, you know, like, you know, like, you can just imagine that, like, all of that twist. All right, governor. <laughs> Fancy your shoes shining. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask the same thing, Kat's voice asked. Both not sounding like Stacey or Kat. <laughs> Who are these strange women? <laughs> <laughs> One of them's dressed like a chimney sweep, <laughs> talking in a Victorian accent. <laughs> Fine. I guess it's time you all knew. Connor said as he began to recount what happened nine months prior to their arrival on the square. Nine months prior. Ooh. Should I do that like Big Brother? Like <laughs> the guy who does the, um, Marcus, who does the voice work. <laughs> nine months prior. Nine months prior. <laughs> Connor and Emma were getting up to shenanigans. <laughs> 8.45. In the dark and gloom of Scarlet's the second. Johnny, having faked his own death to escape jail, had been enjoying years of wealth and success as a gangster and nightclub owner. He had opened 25 other nightclubs since his unfortunate demise, naming each one of them after his daughter, Scarlet. <laughs> Can you imagine being in, like, Scarlet the 25th? <laughs> what a club that is. What a club. <laughs> so does he just name them all Scarlet the second? Oh my God, imagine. That's even better. <laughs> Imagine if he just names every single nightclub Scarlet the Second. <laughs> I love that after escaping jail, 
Johnny Allen didn't kind of like go into hiding or anything. He decided he was just going to continue living in London and opening loads and loads of yeah, like but that's, that's classic. They never actually hide much after they fake their own death. They go and enjoy yeah. somewhere else um, and act like nothing's happened. <laughs> <laughs> He's just living his life, having fun. Scarlet tree. <laughs> <laughs> However, his success had garnered much attention. There were always those who would want to seize wealth from those who were more fortunate. And that's what the two Slater siblings had decided to do. <laughs> to the point that it's, that's why they decided to rob him. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Emma and Connor were the reason Johnny escaped. Oh, aren't we good? We are amazing. We're talented. They were like Danny and that other one. You know, the Moon Brothers, except they had better hair and far more sass. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely we forgot one of their names there so just wrote uh, the other one i remembered it you know afterwards oh, it's G. oh yes yes <laughs> but i prefer it now is the other one <laughs> we were like uh, danny and the, you know the other one the other one the other one the one who wasn't crazy <laughs> i was like just write down the other one <laughs> jake yes yeah. Oh, I think I even preferred Jake. Yeah, I did, actually. So that's even weirder that I forgot his name. <laughs> he was in it more than Danny. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we, we remember the ones that are hardly there. I know. They had faked Johnny's death by smuggling in a toxin from, from the rhododendron plant. Sorry, we've spelt that wrong. That's why I suddenly went, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you had just that little break where I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Which causes the heart to appear as though it has stopped. I like how we've totally made this so like, it's... It's profesh. <laughs> well, legit. You could just see you, couldn't you? Like, you know, having like loads of plants on your balcony, like in your apartment, watering them. They're all toxic plants like Belladonna and Rhododendron. <laughs> <laughs> Treat assassin me. <laughs> disguised themselves as morticians from the cookers, they recovered the body and resurrected Johnny with the antidote. <laughs> Completely plausible, Emma. Completely so plausible. clever, these two. <laughs> Geniuses, you know. Geniuses. I love when yeah. I think of some of the things that the pair have done on the square. I'm like, if I you can do this, how are you that stupid in those scenarios? <laughs> That's the rules of a soap opera. Exactly. We've got it down. However, despite helping him escape, the pair weren't rewarded. They weren't even paid. How dare he? That's mean. I tell you what, those plants are hard to come by. <laughs> despite Ruby hiring them and promising to make them rich. That explains why we don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> All they were given was new jobs as Johnny's head of security and nothing more. <laughs> you know what? I bet what happened was you tackled someone stealing a pineapple from the stall and both of them thought, yep, we need them as head of security. I reckon you're right, Emma. I think they saw were on, um, you know, Clapham High, High Street and, uh, you know, there was a little thief trying to rob Worth with pineapples. And our, our rugby tackled him. You kicked his head in. They were like, yeah, let's, let's hire them. Perfect. <laughs> Occasionally, Emma and Connor would be allowed to serve drinks. But most of the time, they would just be sitting around, turning a blind eye to drug dealing and managing the other two bouncers. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who we were inspired by in this part. I just don't know. No, I don't know. They wanted more. They had always wanted more. And that's why they decided to rob him. <laughs> We're very direct. It wasn't hard to steal from him. He was always out with vampire yoga, with Ruby leaving his office vulnerable to the pair, 
who knew the code to unlock the door. The only difficult part was that his safe, which contained a couple hundred grand inside and a gun, was locked and the code to get in was unknown to the pair. Oh, what would it do? I feel like two people who could help Johnny Allen come back to life could definitely work out a code. <laughs> <laughs> this is Emma. We might be expert botanists when it comes to poisonous plants and disguise. You know, we're, we're very good at disguises, but what we're not good at is safe cracking. <laughs> Haley, who also worked at the bar, had accidentally let slip to the cleaner and babe about the plan to rob Johnny. This is why we don't trust Haley. And though the pair weren't happy, they decided to cut Aunt Babe in. Well, I had no choice, really. Yeah, really. It's either that or she tells Johnny Allen. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't be trusted, but she was a petty chancer who would do anything for more cash. And besides, she claimed she knew the code to get into Johnny Allen's safe. I've heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> so the plan was perfect. That night, the foursome would wait for Johnny to leave, unlock his office and then the safe, then split the winnings between them and do a runner. It should have been foolproof. Or in the Slater's case, Haley proof <laughs> It should have gone off without a hitch. No blueprints required. <laughs> well, we're not robbing a warehouse, are we? <laughs> no, you only need them for that. <laughs> it wasn't like they were robbing a warehouse. <laughs> It's true, it's true. It's true. Only Phil and Danny need those. Exactly. They couldn't have been more wrong. Oh, maybe we did need them then. Oh, damn. Sneaking in through the office door was Emma, wearing her smart form-fitting black suit jacket and skirt, which was clearly from the George range at Asda. <laughs> she looked round, scanning the small room with its wood-panelled walls and antique rug. There was no sign of Johnny. He must have gone to vampire yoga early, she thought. She signalled to her brother who entered behind her, wearing a grey suit and trouser number, clearly bought from Asda as well. Well, they do have a nice range, you know. They do, they do. They're not to be scoffed at, guys. Reasonable prices. <laughs> reasonable prices for reasonable people. <laughs> <laughs> Haley wore her own clothes, as she thought it was non-school uniform day. And she even paid her pound to Aunt Babe on the door. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. At least she's doing a bit for charity, isn't she? She is. I mean, the charity being Aunt Babe. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Aunt Babe knew and just was like, yeah, I'm going to play along with this. Yeah. Get some pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I feel like here with us? Where yeah. those kids that forgot it's uh, non-school uniform oh, day. Oh, the uniform wearer. And we had to wear uniforms. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe oh, Haley was right. <laughs> and where the wrong, where the ones in the wrong. That was always my nightmare. I was always like, I couldn't possibly turn up to school and forget. Me too. I'd live in terror of that. Oh no. Because everyone would be wearing nice clothes and you'd be stood there in your uniform. I don't know why we live with so much fear of that, but it's just, <laughs> it's just real. It's just palpable that fear. I didn't like that. I had to pay a pound to wear my own clothes. It is odd, isn't it? I've never thought about that, but that is odd. <laughs> Yeah, you literally pay a pound to wear the, the items of clothing you own. <laughs> I mean, the school uniforms themselves are flipping pricey to start with. So then having to pay a pound for your own clothes on top. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Emma swiftly turned the safe style to the numbers Aunt Babe had given them, but the safe didn't budge. She would have to do this the hard way. Uh, say, contrast Aunt Babe. Contrast her. Hurry, he could come back at any minute. Connor said as he watched his sister attempt to use a biro and a knife to unlock the safe. <laughs> no wonder it's not working. I know. I'm trying, I'm trying, Emma said as she disregarded the biro and knife because of course they wouldn't work and began using only her safe cracking skills and hairpin to unlock the safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do we have here? Johnny's voice echoed behind them. Turning with their faces pale from fear, they saw Johnny wearing his blue lycra bodysuit. In one hand, he held his bright pink yoga mat, and in the other, he held Haley. his grip wrapped so tightly around her neck that her face had turned a cherry red. 
Is this how you repay me for all the good I've done for you? I treated you like family, raised you from the gutter. This is how you repay me. Don't know what's happening to Johnny's <laughs> Johnny growled, his anger building in his words. Johnny, it's not what you think. Connor went to speak, hoping that he could calm the situation and avoid certain death. Shut it! Johnny boomed as he threw Haley out of the room and swatted Connor around the face with his yoga mat. <laughs> <laughs> The young, dark-haired man in the yoga mat was sent flying across the table, knocking picture frames and pens everywhere. You leave him alone! Emma said as she struck Johnny in the face with a fist, knocking him back against the wall. Is that the best you can do? One cheap shot? Johnny sniggered as he wiped the blood from his nose, but as he reached out for the young woman, her brother pulled a rug out from beneath Johnny's feet and he went flying once more. <laughs> It's turning like a cartoon. I was going to say. What next to banana? Is he going to slip on a banana? <laughs> Are you going to have that moment where they're about to slip and they're going... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they go like that, yeah. Alex. <laughs> Crashing into the scarlet carpet. <laughs> Had to be. Johnny was knocked breathless, but he didn't stay down. Johnny quickly raised himself up and aimed a gun towards them. The games were over. <gasps> Staring down the barrel of the black pistol, the pair knew this was the end of their adventures. I like how they called it adventures, their adventures. <laughs> we're just enjoying life. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a gun party out where we're trying to rob a gangster, we're faked his death, like adventures. <laughs> <laughs> What do we do for, like, you know, birthday parties? Do we go, like, you know, skydiving into shark-infested waters? I feel like they're the kind that are going to have a blog about it and be like, today's adventure was robbing a gangster. <laughs> Here's some photos. Well, like, gossip girl. <laughs> I should have known you'd do this. Treachery runs in your blood. I should have sent you on a trip like I did you. What are you talking about? Our dad's alive and well, Emma asked. Ah, you really don't know, do you? The old East End gangster grinned. Anthony Slater and Jean Harris, they aren't your parents. Johnny decreed, destroying the image the pair had of themselves. <gasps> do you mean to tell me that we're not even Slaters? <gasps> What's going to happen to her? I just don't believe him. It couldn't be. He was lying, surely. You're a liar! Emma screamed out in melodramatic fashion. I like that. It had to be stated that's melodramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad was just some spotty teenager when he and some tutu slag spawned you. Neither of them wanted you. You can't really blame him. He wanted to be big, a gangster like his old man. And your mum, well, she'd already given up other kids. So what was two more? Johnny continued. Shut it! This is all lies! Connor howled. Your dad wasn't a slater. He was a hunter. Andy Hunter. And you should have listened to the stories. He thought he could steal from me. <laughs> from me. <laughs> he thought he could steal from me. <laughs> From me. Because <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> I, I, so, I, 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 I don't know where that's from, but it's I'm not. Terrible in accents. I don't mean to offend. <laughs> From me. And you should have listened to them. <laughs> Enjoy your film. And you should have listened. To the stories. He thought he could steal from me. And look what I got him. <laughs> steal from me. <laughs> he thought he could steal from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
actually crying from laughter and steal from me. <laughs> steal from me. Lockdown's officially hit. Oh, God. <laughs> you should have listened to the stories. He thought he could steal from me. <laughs> Look where I got him. You didn't raise this day. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny taunted in a threatening manner, his finger growing ever closer to pulling the trigger. Please, Johnny, we're sorry! Connor begged. So am I. Johnny sighed. How about you get after this? <laughs> Connor begged. Johnny sighed. Haley screamed. A proper workout. <laughs> no! Try to do that again! Haley screamed. Drama! Drama, drama. Just before Johnny could pull the trigger and harm her cousins, Haley's hands brought down a large, heavy black statue of a dog that the pair had never seen before. In fact, they didn't know where Haley had got it from, but that didn't matter. It was here, and it was descending upon Johnny's neck like the hand of God. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Johnny's lifeless form fell to the ground, ghostly, cold and pale. Is he dead? Haley asked. Connor rushed over, feeling for a pulse. He couldn't find one and jumped back. <gasps> what have you done? Connor yelled. He's going to kill you! I had to! Haley whimpered. She said as she watched a pool of blood form beneath him. It's all right. It's all right. We'll, we'll think of something. Emma said as she spotted a code scribbled on the back of one of the photo frames on the floor. Using the code, she unlocked the safe. Of course. <laughs> you know, when there's all that going on, carry on with what you went to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those like, little memes. Do you remember them? Carry on. Keep calm and carry on. That's, that's your motto. That's your mantra in life. Keep calm and rob Johnny Allen. <laughs> really? Haley just killed a man. Are we really going to steal his money still? Connor said with his face expression, shocked at his sister's actions. Have you got a better idea of how to get away with murder? We could start over, far from here, Emma replied. Don't worry, I'll clean this up. And Babe said with a sinister grin, suggesting she had done this before. Just go. We'll meet up after this and I'll take my cut. Right, thanks Babe. It's like, I'm like, like thanks, babes. Yeah, thanks, babes. <laughs> Emma said as she swept the enormous amounts of cash into a bag for life and rushed out the door of the office, dragging Haley off with her. Connor waited for a second, staring down at the only father figure he had ever really known. I love that I've still got me dad who's alive. Anthony's perfectly well, like the dad I've ever known. But Johnny is the father. <laughs> person you tried to kill but I'll certainly be the last <laughs> Connor whispered before wiping his tears away and following his sister see I, I loved him really as the trio fled into the night from Scarlet's second they noticed just for a moment a shadowy silhouette lurking no creeping on the edge of glory Glory, you know, the gay bar across the road. It seemed as if the individual was approaching the nightclub. We were actually writing something else and then we put creeping on the edge and I was like, of oh, glory. And yeah. then all, we were like, oh, we'll make it into a nightclub. Perfect. <laughs> I think she'd be proud that we turned that song into a gay bar. I think she would. <laughs> Back to the present day. So that's it. 
that's what happened. We helped Johnny escape prison, worked for him for a bit, stole a couple hundred grand, and then Haley murdered him. <laughs> totally not complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Connor explained. I wish I hadn't asked, Kat said. And what's this got to do with Aunt Babe? Stacy questioned, seeming just as confused as she had been prior to Connor recounting everything to her. Oh, well, basically, we never met back up with Aunt Babe <laughs> and took all the money. We gave Haley some to start a new life in Spain, but she spent that her hundred grand on the slot machines and the amusements. Connor explained. Kat and Stace were not happy by his explanation, nor his actions, but he was family. So, what are we going to do then? Stacy wondered. It's all right. Me and Emma, we have a plan. Connor assured his cousin. All right, you killed someone, Kat screeched. Not well, technically. technically. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> say, no, 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 no. Don't think you're fully heard there, Kat. Yeah, I don't think she, you know, watch that flashback properly. Because <laughs> that flashback taught you everything you need to know. Me and Emma, we're innocent bystanders here. We, we were just robbing Johnny Allen and then Haley comes and look what she does. Exactly. We were just, you know, casually robbing someone, causing no harm, and then Haley clonks him over the head with a massive big heavy statue. The only father figure <laughs> I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically we were witnesses to the murder. We just robbed him afterwards. Haley's the one that killed him. True. It's true. The young Slater man reminded them as if that made it any better. And besides, it's not like this family are strangers to committing crime. Stace, sorry, Stace, didn't you bash Archie's brains in? And Kat, you ran over an elderly person, didn't you? I mean, you have points there. True. Let's not forget little Mo. <laughs> Do you know why that's all it is? Come on, stir yourself <laughs> at home. <laughs> True. <laughs> Sex fused with Haley. True. <laughs> Let's not forget little Mo smacked Trevor in the head with Nan. Nan said as she abruptly ended the conversation. Shut it, Nan! Kat snapped back. All right, all right. I was only coming downstairs to see if Peter was about. I'd love for him to butter my toast in the morning. I don't know why she sounds like this. <laughs> Where's Nat come from? Where's Nat come from? Do you know what I'm talking to? <laughs> Market <laughs> stall in the 1800s. <laughs> Hundreds. Who were you talking to? Because you weren't even talking to me there. You were like, where's she from? I was looking around the room, but where's she gone? Where's she gone? (laughs) Lockdown's gotten to us, Emma. I'm losing my mind. Isn't that right, my imaginary friend? (laughs) Oh, I love it. (laughs) Nan said as she returned upstairs. Oh, she's after Peter, is she? Yeah, she is, Emma. Watch watch yourself there. Watch her. None of that matters. Clearly, Emma is in trouble. We need to find her. Stacy exclaimed, her voice full of worry and not even sounding like a song. <laughs> Stacy's had a lot of time off. I'm wondering if that might have affected it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, just, just forgot how she sounds. <laughs> I know where she is. Connor explained as he went to rush out the door, only for Kat to grab his wrist and stop him. I'm not even going to attempt the accent. <laughs> <laughs> All that can wait. It's getting late. If we all go rushing with no plan in the middle of the night, we'll probably end up trapped too. Kat exclaimed, suggesting that tomorrow they would formulate a proper plan and get their family back. I mean, come on, I'm trapped in a warehouse and you're <laughs> just going to wait? Emma, we have more pressing matters to deal with, <laughs> like sleeping. <laughs> Still not running the bar. <laughs> yes, that's the most pressing and important matter ever. As they began to climb the stairs and retire for the night, Connor's phone buzzed and upon answering, Aunt Babe's voice whispered in his ear, Bring me a hundred grand tomorrow, or else Emma and the others are going to try it. Babe warned. The phone went dead and whilst Kat wanted to make a new plan tomorrow, Connor had his own. He knew what he had to do. Oh my God. Opening his bedroom door, he saw Jay had returned, and though he wanted to wake him up and demand to know where he had been, since he left him to chase after Lola, he also didn't want to ruin what they had. 
If he's cheating on your mind. Yeah, that's it. We'll have to kill him with that statue. Haley will be around. (laughs) (laughs) To do anything for family. (laughs) It wasn't important. Family was. And tomorrow, he was going to make sure his family was safe. Right. Now, without further ado, I shall be taking the reins. I shall be the narrator now and God knows how many other characters that I have to do the awful <laughs> accents to. We didn't need my characters in any of these. So it's just <laughs> your characters. We never actually thought. Oh, yeah. hang on. Have fun. Oh, yeah. We never think. We never think. <laughs> so back at the warehouse, Emma was at her wit's end ready to use her lucky hairpin to escape. However, no matter how she, how hard she tried to shove it into the door's lock, the door wouldn't budge. We're going to be stuck in here forever. Emma said in a defeated tone. If you would like a break, I'll take over, Martin. Could you? I Could you? That would help. Thank you. Everyone is going to think, Marvin is me. Martin cried out. A little late, Martin. They already do. It's just a little too late. <laughs> <laughs> the honey blonde haired woman replied, her tolerance growing ever shorter. Suddenly, Haley revealed that she was a professional contortionist and had managed to wriggle her way out of the chains. With a click, the padlock released and the chains fell away from Martin. She's got some skills, Haley, doesn't she? I mean, she does. Contortionists, like chain breaker. Like, <laughs> why she suddenly become Daenerys, breaker of chains? That was amazing, Haley. Emma said, truly surprised at her cousin's hidden talents. I really need the toilet, Haley said. Marvin's buckets over there. Martin pointed out, much to the horror of the two women. We need to get out of here. I hope Connor gets that message and finds us soon. Emma whimpered. Don't worry, sis. I'm sure I'm on my way. <laughs> Back on the square, night rolled into day and Dawn's chorus chimed. Jay was enjoying a morning PT sesh in the sunshine with his best friend, Peter, when Raymond, who was now 10 years old, without any explanation, came over to ask Jay if he could borrow some video games from Denny and possibly some clothes as well, as all his clothes were meant for a toddler. Well, actually, they're all going to be with Will, so... Ah, true. He's going to have to go and see him. I have to go see him. Oh. Such a sight. Warms the heart, doesn't it? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Ruby said, her voice taunting and wicked in its intent. <laughs> Look at you. Playing families. You don't know half of what he's capable of. Listen, uh, don't get involved. Whatever beef you have with him, you leave little Raymond and me out of it. Jay responded, trying to not be pulled into the feud. Yeah, leave my best friend alone. Peter demanded. Best friend? Since when? I thought you hated each other. Mind you, betrayal, theft. It all comes naturally to you lot. And your new family. Ruby hissed. Leave it out, Ruby. You all want to talk. Didn't you steal Martin from Stacy? Jay replied, calling her out on her atrocious life decisions. <laughs> You've changed. What happened to that young girl who made her dad hand himself in, who hated violence and crime? went from a whole lot of you to a whole lot of me (laughs) that girl grew up and now i've got a warning for you both of you make sure that lousy lying thieving little cretin connor delivers my money to me in my office by 4 30 or else something might happen to sweet little raymond and yourselves ruby sneered cretin connor Cretton Connor. <laughs> it sounds better than Cretton Moon. Cretton Connor. New character for the fan fiction. <laughs> Ruby sneered, a villainous threat towards the trio. What money? What are you going on about? Is this a wind-up? Jay laughed, not knowing what was happening. I've warned you, so just make sure that cash is mine. I would hate to mess up that pretty face. Ruby said as she walked off towards Kathy's calf, where Dark Martin was waiting. Or his new name, Marvin. Dark Marv. <laughs> but, but everyone else on the square doors they doesn't don't know. know. That yet. They, don't they don't know. The mystery's still to be solved by them. <laughs> Frightened, 
Jay returned to the Vic with Peter and told Connor everything. Where's Raymond? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's off to go and get all the stuff from gone, Denny. Gone for Will well, Will. Jay, I need to ask you where the barman went to ask when Jay suddenly cut him off. The barman who was working on the bar. Oh, my God. Wow. You were at work? I know. The Vic owner who was working on the bar, which was unusual for him, was shocked to hear of Ruby's blatant threat to his loved ones. I can't believe you were at work. I'm I'm in a state of shock, mate, am I? Don't worry, Jay. I'll sort all this out. I promise. And then we could be a proper family. You, me, and little Raymond. Connor swore. His vow causing a smile to appear on Jay's face. A smile which wavered. I... Jay went to speak, but then fell silent. and made up an excuse to go help Raymond to pick out some of Denny's clothes. He wasn't dead or gone or anything. No, Raymond just wanted some new clothes, and that's what people did on the square. They just helped themselves to others' clothes, such as cardigans. (laughs) Jean still has sookies. (laughs) Connor was disheartened and worried about his relationship, but he was more worried about Ruby's threat. So he rushed out the Vic, leaving Kat, Nan, Jean and Tommy (laughs) to serve drinks. (laughs) <laughs> love love the idea of just Cretan Moon standing there pouring into her pints <laughs> as Callum had his police assessment today oh he's leaving with Emma no he can't he's the one who does all the work I mean flipping Tracy's left work Callum's on his oh. way out have a lot of turnover in the Vic Tracy left with her have we ever actually explained why no no <laughs> Perfectly fine. Tracy left without any explanation. Callum's on his way out. <laughs> <laughs> Charging into Wolford East, Connor brushed Habiba aside, who was dressed like a chicken and attempting to stop him from entering the restaurant, as they, you know, weren't open yet. But then Ian appeared, and upon seeing the boy, told Habiba to go home for the day. <laughs> Standard, isn't it? When they've got so shady to, to do. Yeah, it's not just an hour. Or the morning, it's the whole day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, about the... Ian began to speak. Save it, you old pervert. I want what's mine. What I'm owed. You won't be able to bribe me with a vegan burger. I want the archers, Connor demanded. Do you mean the archers? The businessman asked. Yeah, that. Or this place. Or anything you have that's worth a hundred grand. Connor exclaimed. Like a professional extortionist. Always a hundred grand. It's always a hundred grand. A hundred grand in a villa in Portugal. <laughs> I, I can't give you that that much. I'm just a simple businessman, politician, real estate mogul. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> Ian expressed, knowing full well that his lies would not convince Connor at all. Listen, Beale, I hate liars. So you, you're going to give me a hundred grand or I will tell everyone what you wanted me to do to that vegan burger on my OnlyFans. What would would Sharon say? You could kiss goodbye to ever having a chance with her then. Connor threatened. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty man. Dirty man. I can't tell if we want to know or if we don't want to know what happened (laughs) with that vegan burger. (laughs) You'll probably be on a Channel 4 documentary one day. Fine, fine. I'll transfer the cash. Ian said as he opened his bank app. Pleasure doing business with you. Here's my details. Connor said as he gave Ian a piece of paper with his banking on. I don't think they actually ever do that in the square. It's kind of like, yeah, I'll just do it. It's like they have everyone's yeah. information already. Well, they just hand... Like, oh, they hand all the cash? I'm <laughs> like, who the hell like, can just get a hold of like a hundred grand and hand it over? So like, it's in. Walking... Like a big what? black bag, isn't it? Yeah, imagine walking down the house street with a hundred grand. <laughs> no. <laughs> You'd definitely be mugged. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving Warford East a hundred grand heavier, he was ready to pay back their debts and be free of Aunt Babe and Ruby. Marching over to the nightclub that was once E20, Woo! he charged in. <laughs> <laughs> 
he charged in, avoiding the two bouncers on the door, who were busy turning a blind eye and playing a few rounds of thumb wars. Martin was drunk and lying on the counter, his dark features drowning in booze. Connor, trying his best to avoid waking him, snuck past the bar. But as he approached Ruby's office, he overheard her talking on the phone to someone. I'm guessing you'll hear this far away, so I'll stay away from the mic. (laughs) Right, right. I'm really going to go method here. Going to be method. Yeah. Make sure whatever happens, the Slater siblings and their cohort cousin, they don't get out of this alive. Ruby snapped. Once I get that cash, I want to send them on a little flight. The woman cackled. (laughs) 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 The woman cackled like an old-fashioned pantomime villain. (laughs) She's behind you. Boo! Yes! Connor realised that if he handed the cash over now, Ruby would surely shoot him dead and have his sister and cousin killed. I love how cold-hearted Ruby is. So what we've done is we've brought in gangster Ruby. Yeah. The dream that we've always wanted. Ruby to be a gangster. If she's ever going to go dark, she has to go full gangster. None of this dark Martin fancies her rubbish. Nah, she goes full gangster. And that's what we've got. (laughs) That's why we created this. It's a dream come true for me and Emma. He needed to find them. Get to them first. And he knew just where to look. I love how I've knew all this time, but I've spent yep. a good portion of the day just going about my business. You actually went to work. I did. <laughs> I've worked for a change. <laughs> I love it. Sneaking back out of the club that was once Angie's den, Connor phoned Stace and told her it was time. Stace, I need you. Get cat, and then uh, meet me at the warehouse. We've got to get our family back. And if I your voice change. Suddenly become cockney at the very end. The head man declared. Consider yourself. Meanwhile, at the warehouse. It's no use. No matter how good of a lockpick I am, my hairpin won't open the door. Emma stated, her voice tired and filled with defeat. Martin began kicking and punching the door in a futile effort. And when he fell back injured and weakened, the two women realised in that moment how foolish it had been to ever imagine that this man, this man lying on the ground, bleeding from a fight with the door, was ever capable of being anything more than a greengrocer. It's time to channel Christmas Haley. Christmas Haley. (laughs) Haley screamed as she charged in a pushing motion towards the door as if she was about to shove someone down a flight of stairs. Oh, so method me. Me and Haley are just kindred spirits. But you are. I am the Haley. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly the door opened, swinging in the wind. Emma and Martin were speechless. Light rushed in, and just as it did, four figures appeared before them. Nan, Connor, Cat and Stace had all come to save them. Looks like you didn't need rescuing after all. Connor laughed. <laughs> in a tearful and thankful tone. Emma embraced her brother. Grateful that he was safe and well. And had not been dragged by Aunt Babe. So I'm going to take Martin back over. Just so, so Emma gets a break later on. We just keep swapping Martin backwards and forwards. Depending on how much we have to read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I have just realised that in swapping... I have now damned myself to lines and lines and lines. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's enjoy. Stace, Martin uttered. Martin, is it really you? <laughs> Certainly not Stacey. <laughs> Certainly not Stacey. <laughs> it's Nancy, her twin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Nancy, having recovered from the head injury inflicted by evil Bill Socks. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, is it really you? Stacy 
Katie said as she rushed over to her husband, the real Martin, not that awful dark Marvin, adulterer and leather wearer. Marvin and Ruby, they've been working together, trying to ruin my life, our life. It wasn't me. You have to know, I'd never do that to you, Stace, Martin tried to explain. Don't worry, I knew it wasn't you. He was always doing his hair wrong. And let's face it, <laughs> let's face it, we all know you and Sonia were so 2004, Stacy said, kissing the father of her children on the forehead. As for, as for Ruby, I'm going to rip her hair extensions out and plant her face in the square's flower beds where she belongs. We'll have plenty of time for that. Now let's get back to the Vic. We have a lip sync battle to organise. Emma stated. I love always, that. Always invested in the <laughs> more important things. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been kidnapped for ages. I'm ready for the yeah. lip sync battle, okay? Yeah, yeah, she's fine. She's fine now. Returning to the Vic, the group enjoyed a family reunion. Opening the pub back up, it seemed like the lip sync battle was going to go ahead after all. Punters were soon to be arriving, and as jokes and laughter echoed around the pub from the Slater family, Connor stared at his sister, his boyfriend, and his child, who who was now 14 and sneaking drink into football matches. <laughs> they grew up so fast, Emma, so fast. We love just changing his age. Like It's classic when anyone comes back to the square, they change their ages. So we were like, yeah, we're going to play along with that. You know, Danny left being like, what, nine years old, came back as a 16-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought, why not? Why not? We, we should do that. We should do that. Why not? <laughs> For a moment, he was filled with fear. What if Ruby and Dark Marvin, yes, and I caught them up on the walk over here, decided to just run in here and gun them all down? He had to do something to protect his family. Sneaking away, the young barman abandoned his dream of a lip-sync night. At first, he was just going to charge on the rubies, all guns blazing, and have a scrap. But when he saw a black car parked up, waiting for her, he had another idea. A better idea, Emma, you could say. A better idea. He paid Ruby's Uber driver off. Apparently, she had left him waiting for hours outside the pub that was once R&R, and never paid him on time. So he was happy to give his car over for a grand or two. Thanks, Ian, for all that money. (laughs) (laughs) Ruby approached the car, thinking it was her Uber driver, and entered, unaware that the individual in the car outside the club that was once Cobra Club, what a throwback, was in fact her sworn adversary, Connor Slater. Putting on a gruff voice, Connor offered to take her wherever she needed to go. Great. Could you drop me off at the gym? It's just down the road. It's vampire yoga tonight. Ruby ordered. Pulling away from the curb, he began driving, hiding his features beneath an old-fashioned driver's cap that he'd found in the car's glove compartment. And in a matter of no time, they were already at the gym. However, Ruby's vampire yoga was cancelled. At least for her it was. As Connor did not stop the car. Instead, he continued to drive on. I think you, you've you missed the gym, Ruby said. But he didn't stop the car or turn around. Instead, he kept driving, driving her down the motorway towards an infamous flyover. Stop the car. I said stop the car now. Ruby demanded, and the car stopped at her wish. Full of anger, she swung the door open and charged outside, shouting and demanding to know what the heck was going on. Stepping out of the car, Connor removed his driver's disguise and revealed himself. I love that. Driver's disguise, a single cap. <laughs> Just a cap. <laughs> Just a cap. Oh my God, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> you? Is this some sort of joke? Ruby said as she began charging over the nearby flyover. What were you going to do? Kill me? Like you killed my dad? I didn't kill him. Healy did. So get your facts right. True. Connor said. <laughs> yeah, look that we keep throwing her under the bus. <laughs> wasn't us, guys. It was Haley. Any opportunity to throw Haley under the bus, you take it. Yeah, it's like, not me. It was not me. <laughs> not me. Connor said as he 
followed behind her. We were like brother and sister once. We looked out for each other. So everyone looks out for each other. Aren't everyone does. You were meant to save my dad. I hired you to save him, not kill him! Ruby screeched as he swung a slap in Connor's face, followed by a fist. You didn't hire us. That would require payment, which we never received. You know London prices. How's a boy to live without some cash? Yeah, I stole from him, but I never wanted him dead. Connor yelled as he and Ruby began to rackle and wrestle each other, slamming one another into the metal railings of the bridge like flyover. It doesn't matter now, he's dead and you killed him. Ruby said as she shoved Connor away from her, breaking free of his grip. Reaching into her handbag, she revealed a handgun and aimed it straight at the young, dark-haired man. Yeah? Well, go on then. You think your dad was innocent? He killed my dad! Right here! Does it look familiar to you? I don't know why it would, because she was never here. This is <laughs> this is where he went. This is where he went on a little trip and didn't come back. A dad I never knew because of your family. Connor roared, his words causing hesitation in Ruby. Why don't you go back to your family and enjoy what little time you have left with them? Ruby threatened as she lowered the gun slightly. Yeah! Why don't you enjoy your flight? <laughs> Connor cried out as he shoved the young gangster so hard she rolled over the back of the flyover, letting out an... Ah! Amidst the sound of screeching cars and chaos below, Ruby fell and disappeared from his sight. <gasps> what had he done? What have the you done? Thought. I mean, ah. what have I done? <laughs> as he stood frozen with shock at his own actions it was over he had ended it but at what cost <gasps> and worse still someone unknown to connor was watching from the other side of the flyover hidden in the shadows of shrubbery and bushes so many questions were left with are you now like Haley? am i gonna have I to am? say no no Haley and connor <laughs> I know. I mean, well, to be fair, I did have provocation, Emma. I should point a gun at us. Is it all that it seems? True. Who was watching you and how can they see from so far away? Binoculars. <laughs> There's so many questions that are going to be answered in Chapter 10, which, if you haven't noticed already, is out now. So go and check it out straight away. Duh, 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 duh,